Welcome back to It Was Murder, still the number one heart-to-heart podcast available <laughs> on any podcast streaming services <laughs> currently. No copycats uh, yet. No one's trying to challenge us, and that makes us feel fine, and I guess. That in itself is offensive. Truly, I thought we would have a couple of people to rumble with, but yeah. it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight is the season two finale of both our podcast and Heart to Heart with the episode Blue Chip Murder. Is it murder or murders? Is it plural? Murder. It's murder, right? Um, are they talking about corn chips? <laughs> They're talking about stocks, which uh, which you're very into timely. right now. Which is very timely, timely with our whole... Like a- Robin Hood. Short sell this app. Short yeah. sell this app. <laughs> I would. It's going down. <laughs> uh, Robin Hood just today had a huge scandal where they wouldn't let people buy GameStop stocks for um, just for the historical listeners. <laughs> they hopefully will be, by the time this episode comes out, completely fucked. And hopefully their CEO will be in jail or at least heavily, heavily fined for not letting people buy that stock. Oh, one can Fuck dream. That. One uh, can dream. So mad. But that's not mm. what we're here to talk about. Nope, we're not. We're here to talk Thank about Christ. <laughs> this episode. That's not even what I'm here to listen to. <laughs> uh, and we get we start things off with our Minute Maxes, trying mm. to sum up the plot of this episode in 60 seconds, beginning with Joe. Me, which I mm. knew this time, <laughs> which we all agree on <laughs> for once. Blue chip murder. Let me think about this. <laughs> All right. All right. Blue chip murder. Heart to heart to Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> uh, the hearts are robbed and they find a secret con- compartment behind a clock that has a switch in it, which opens a wall into a dungeonous, cavernous space underneath their house. They are confused about this, so they go to find the man who developed or the architect who designed the house who also lived there, who was also very rich. And they call the man in France who for some reason has the plans for the house. And they discover that he hid a safe underneath the house where all his stocks are, all his municipal stocks. And there are, are two men who own the hedge firm. I think <laughs> that, <laughs> that they went to also who want these stocks, obviously, because if anybody gets these stocks, they're just theirs and they can sell them. So they take Ida down in there and the hedge fund owner traps them in the safe in the vault, but they find a way out through the well. And then they chase him down into the sewage drain. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, it's quite, a, it's quite a doozy. I am now thoroughly confused about what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you watched. That's exactly what you watched. All right. Um, here goes nothing and everything. Mm-hmm. Blue chip murder, or as I think of it, oh, well. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. The hearts come home and discover that their house has been ransacked. And also they realize that they have a photographer coming to shoot the inside of their house for California Homes Magazine, which is a small publication, but very prestigious. Mm -hmm. So we find out that there is a brokerage firm that has two sinister, one sinister broker and his mechanic boyfriend, question mark, (laughs) who drives a red BMW. Um, It turns out they're looking for a secret room that the architect of the house um, hid in the space to hide all of his municipal bonds. So 
Uh, then there's an old lady that works at the firm. There's a bunch of hot dogs, which I was really excited about. <laughs> the hearts uh, kill one of the two dudes trying to find the secret room in their living room. And then that guy, understandably, locks them and the old woman in the vault, which they've discovered by going down a secret staircase with a candelabra because there's no flashlights. <laughs> Anyways, they escape through the well and then they mm. chase him into the aqueduct like grease and he goes to jail. Mm. Wow. Oh, they kill a photographer. <laughs> they did kill a photographer. My bad. Okay. Uh, though I think Ellen and Joe have covered everything. I'm going to see if I can fill in any, any <laughs> gaps. Yeah, no one's confused. I can confused. Fill, fill any gaps No one's for confused you. at all. Mm. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Blue chip murder. Zoinks. Uh, the Hearts' house is broken into and nothing is stolen, but Jonathan gets into a fist fight in the very beginning of the episode. Then the guy who was in the house uh, gets in the car with his boyfriend and they make a gay joke and then they drive away. <laughs> Uh, the hearts have a photographer coming to their house, which these guys also know because of some paperwork on the thing. And they go and kill the photographer and the cuter of the two poses as a photographer, puts, holds a gun on to Jonathan and Jennifer, but then Jonathan <laughs> kills him in their house. <laughs> they find a hidden room in their house that the uh, previous owner slash designer of the house hid a vault in. Um, they don't know where the vault is yet. So they call the Sorbonne where uh, the, designer owner went to school and gifted them blueprints to the house. They then have the guy read the blueprints to them and they find the vault. Um, then they find an old lady and give her all of the stocks <laughs> that they find in it. Uh, after foiling the other gay guy, mm-hmm. the end, they just find that old lady. <laughs> yeah. She's just laying on the street. <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm glad that, uh, Ellen also concluded that Ronnie and what was his name? Ronnie and Chris Barber. Ronnie and Chris were a couple because mm. there were a couple. Totally there were, were a couple. They were they were totally a couple, and it was yeah. like kind of adorable to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at first, I was they like were just regular. They definitely both had DSLs. They they were cute. Yeah. They were really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, the the uh, little red coop was a dead giveaway. Uh, <laughs> second, when. <laughs> When Ronnie gets back in the car after b- the fist fight with Jonathan, I I was struck by Chris saying uh, a blonde, blue-eyed law law enforcement officer uh, asked me what was going on. He, I told him yeah. I was uh, waiting for my I was wife. Waiting for my wife. Uh huh. And I was like, why did he mention the blonde hair, blue-eyed law enforcement officer? And because my immediate thought was, oh, you would say that if he was talking about a woman mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh no, he was talking about a dude. And then mm-hmm. Ronnie, the butch says, <laughs> I don't know. I'm no interior decorator. Yeah. Which I was like, ding dong, Code ding gay. dong, the gay couple, gay couple. <laughs> and then the fact that Chris had zero remorse for losing his boyfriend in the heart to heart universe, that basically means that they were married. Yeah. For an evil person. To not <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when they, when he says, I told him I was waiting for his wife, and he's like, what happened? He's like, you don't see any handcuffs on me, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're clearly a case of similar looking, but otherwise opposites attract, because mm-hmm. Ronnie works as a mechanic for the Parks Department in the city of Los Angeles, and he does not know the name of any uh, architectural uh, or interior design magazines. Nope, because mm-hmm. he's butch. He works on cars. Sure. He works on and then, cars. And then he's dead. Yeah. yeah. 
That was sad. That was sad because he was so cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was that sad. <laughs> was I was sad? actually, I was kind of shocked that Jonathan um, killed an intruder. Yeah, that was. I like, mean, is that the first time that he's killed someone? I mean, like that like we just are straight then up killed somebody. Yeah, just straight up killed, and that we are then told <laughs> that guy is dead. Like not not like uh, not like uh, Max in Love, where where him and him and Jennifer no, I, kill I like sixteen people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. thinking cop out no. where he bashes that guy's I head against the steering wheel fifty times. Yeah, and the only reason that that happens is because because they're wrestling and he has Ronnie has his gun drawn. Yeah, like it can be written off as like you know during the tussle the yeah. gun went off. And and it was this, in Ronnie's hand. Yeah, and this was at 9 a.m. And they followed it up mm-hmm. with what I'm assuming was 10 or 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Giant glasses of whiskey. I would. After that totally. happened. They, yeah, oh, yeah. they deserved a drink. They also weren't <laughs> at all suspicious that the photographer called Knowing them. the hearts, it's probably scotch. The photographer called them at midnight or something. They were in bed asleep and then asked if he could come shoot them shoot we have an appointment at 9 a.m i hope it's not too late to yeah. call you to remind you it's like i'm fucking asleep dummy yeah that was a weird move on Dear their part fake yeah. california homes get it right california homes come on <laughs> yeah weird move to call the hearts that late double late phone Is call as weird as bringing the sorbonne into things mm. with uh <laughs> mr bachet it's like why is Charles Freeman architect? I mean, sure, if he went to school there, that's great. But, um, you know, is he like Corbu or something? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and he leaves all of his stuff there. But also, I love that Jonathan's like, hmm, 50 years ago, the city of Los Angeles might not have kept blueprints. Eh, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Why would Jonathan not think that they had blueprints? It's like, you're right. In Ida's lifetime, because she's like, I started working yeah. here as a teenager. Now I'm a million years old and I bug everybody who tries to, when they're just trying to get files. Uh-huh. And I tell them the crazy Winchester Mystery House bullshit stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're where they're just like, hmm. Um, but nope. Yeah. Like Ida can do that and the guy can build a vault, but the city of Los Angeles will not hold on to uh, blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird assumption, there's, there's, Jonathan. <laughs> they're selling municipal bonds by the wheelbarrow full, <laughs> but they are not retaining any known records of buildings within Los Angeles, even <laughs> no. if it's by famous architect Charles Freeman. It's Charles Freeman, right? Charles Freeman. I just remember Freeman. Freeman. Mm, don't remember. I did love uh, Jennifer's tactic at speaking French, though, where everything is just really yelly. Loud. <laughs> so that loud. Was, that was the uh, the old school long distance signifier. Yeah. It was like this is long distance. I have to you have to talk loud. Oh, because it would be so staticky. Yeah. Well, the yeah the connections were not as. Uh, uh, there would as also good. be a delay, a slight delay, mm, disorienting delay. Talk loud and slowly. like Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, can we talk about Mr. Janice? the son of the of Mr. Freeman's original uh, broker mm-hmm. because Mr. Janice knows what to eat for lunch. Does and he that though? is hot yeah. dogs yeah. by but, the beach. But he only had, <laughs> yeah. but he only had one and he didn't pay for them. Yeah. And he didn't pay for them. Those were rented hot dogs. <laughs> but the guy, but the hot dog stand guy did not ask him for money either. Yeah. So maybe has, Mr. Janice just gives him hot tips. He has a tab. Yeah. 
<laughs> he has a hot dog he tab. He probably has a hot dog tab. Yeah, but the hearts, I'm guessing. That scene was so funny because the hearts were so confused for so long that they weren't going back in the building for lunch. There was such a long shot of them starting to walk, walk into the building and then turning around, looking at each other, and then following him. That's what the writers call Hoomer. Hoomer, yeah. Uh, mm. And it was it was ill-placed. I call it confusing. Yeah, it was just silly because she yeah. was talking about how the food at that the gentleman's was club the was men's supposed club. to be so amazing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. Although this episode had the first instance of artwork that I enjoy in it because mm. there's a Frank Stella in the brokerage firm. Oh, Ooh. I did not catch that. I didn't either. Um, the secret passages thing, you know, like there being a secret room in your house or whatever and you don't notice it because they made the effort to indicate that it was the architect's plan to build this thing that made it more believable to me that they would, that he would be able to put a secret room mm. into his own house because he knows how to hide it and make it something that this or that. Right. Also, because he sounds like he was a little bit bonkers, but I was like, God, do people, are people just straight up finding secret rooms and secret passages <laughs> in their homes on the reg? And the answer is, Yes, they yeah. totally are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reminded that earlier this year, and this is not really the same thing as finding in your house, although still weird, like they found um, a passageway in the House of Parliament dating from 1660 mm. that had been boarded up um, in the 1800s. And everybody just kind of forgot about it. Whoa. And apparently, like, it's just noticed because somebody's looking at the panel and it's like, that's where there's a keyhole. Huh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Wow. Never heard that. And inside the passageway, which they used to access the coronation room for, you know, 150 years or whatever, before they just were like, there's been a fire, you guys. This is a fucked up, stupid idea. Mm-hmm. We need less ways for fire to go. And also weird people, mm-hmm. Guy Fox, anybody. Mm-hmm. So they boarded up, but apparently there's a bunch of graffiti left throughout the passage by Victorian era workmen, <laughs> which I super love. But also that story is, I love because England, but also because <laughs> the last time I was at the British Museum, I noticed for the first time after going there so many times, sorry, I know colonialism, um, <laughs> that in uh, the library that's open to the public, there are secret um, doors hidden behind bookshelves. And Mm. if you just hang out for a hot second, you can see the staff coming and going. Like all of a sudden, a bookshelf will just swing open and someone will come walking out. Someone who looks like they're grossly underpaid will come walking out. That's awesome. I love that shit so much. That's really cool. I love a secret passage. I love a secret room. Um, Mm -hmm. People are finding them in their houses, you guys said. That's that's Mm -hmm. actually a a common thing on the podcast my favorite murder <laughs> oh uh, people write in oh people's sex dungeons <laughs> well they write in stories about uh people the listeners write in stories about the <laughs> secret rooms that they've either found in their homes or that they of oh my people God. that they know mm. and it's always mm-hmm. it's always creepy like it's never not creepy but but yeah. i think it's because these are normal yeah paid people and right. not wealthy people right because wealthy people probably have cool. So the secret, secret room rooms. is just gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a hole in the ground. Mm. Shitty. We have yeah. a secret room. It's just dirt, though. Mm. What What do you think the hearts are going to do with their bonus room now? Oh, man. Nothing. They're just going to leave I, it. <laughs> if I ever get the chance Max to like, probably design has a, a house. poker game down there now. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. You get in through the well. <laughs> yeah, you just slide in. <laughs> also, they have, well. a, they have a well. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shit on that property, I'm guessing, right? There's mm. a lake, there's a well, there's a bridge, there's a lot of shit. There's a dog. There's some woods. What would you guys do? You do a poker would you do a poker room? If it was the heart's room or if I was building my own if you, secret room. If it was this exact like vault uh dungeon style oh. space. Well, I'd probably even though it's an antique, I would probably do something to make sure that the uh locking mechanism on the door was uh disabled yeah because that makes me tense the room's not very big i bet it smells bad yeah but the 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 hallway to it was pretty fucking rad like i love the frank lloyd wright-esque stonework yeah the foam foam work the foam work It's, um, I would absolutely use it as a wine cellar. Mm, yeah. I was thinking idea. wine cellar and have parties, but there. they already have a wine cellar. Yeah. So I was thinking sauna, like a little underground bathhouse sort mm. of like tub, mm. yeah. cold dip, hot dip. I love how when they open the brick to find the key to get into the vault, it's all, it's presented. It's displayed. Yeah. It has like a little backing to tilt it upwards off the brick. And it's been there for so long, just sitting there. Like it should have been in a hand. Yeah. Waiting to present itself. It's pretty weird. I mean, this is plot wise. This one is, even though we just talked at length about how people really find secret rooms in their houses and, or make secret rooms in their houses. The plot's weird. Mm-hmm. My question for the two of you is, even if you were rich and you found a secret vault slash room in your house, and then you found a filing cabinet that was just jam-packed with um, bonds, <laughs> bearer bonds, even uh, even more incredibly, would you give all the money to Ida? No. No, I barely <laughs> knew Ida at no. that point. No. Didn't have a strong connection to Ida. I don't think that, I mean, uh, okay, let's assume that- Or anything, or would you just, just be like, okay, bye? Yeah, give her sure. one maybe. I would, yeah, I would give her some. A percentage. I, assuming that I'm as well off as the hearts are in this scenario, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's just charitable donation or some sort of you know foundation or bail fund or something like that. Like LA it's not, Children's Shelter. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh. We can rebuild the orphanage with this. Thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would if I was um, Ronnie. Was he the one who Ronnie's he, dead? Ronnie's so, the one that got killed. What's the other name? Chris. 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 Okay, so Chris. Very. He takes the Ida's. Ida gives them to him to file, <laughs> put them and he says, my- "I'll put them in my briefcase." <laughs> And then pulls a gun out of his briefcase. I think mm-hmm. if I was him in this situation, I would want to know what else was in those that row of filing cabinets. There were so many filing cabinets down There's, there. There was if a I lot was, in there. If I was him, I would just put those in the briefcase and then run out and close the door on them and just be the fuck done with it. I would shoot them in the face and then open the other filing cabinets. I, w- I would just fucking adios and offload them bitches and then disappear. Yeah. Like no one needs to die. <laughs> That's enough money that you can have a new identity. Mm-hmm. Find that blonde haired, blue eyed cop and start a new life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, realistically, the amount of those bearer bonds we're led to believe would be because it's like $10,000 in 1920, mm-hmm. a municipal bond. If he were to just just do it normally and have Ida give him the commission, which Jonathan totally says she should do mm-hmm. he would still have so much money yeah it's how how many of those how many bonds do you think there were well it was like three inches 
thick, like a stack mm-hmm. three inches thick. And the one on top was for $10,000 in 1920. So if we're assuming that every piece of paper in there is a bearer bond, and I am, and every single one of them is for 10 grand in 1920, come on, dude, my, like you can just let everybody, it's... you can just let everybody live. Mm. Okay, Stanley, what um, is it? That is $71 million on 170,000. Wow. That's like you, yeah, Chris, you could have just totally taken that yeah. commission and been good to go. Oh, yeah. What's oh, a commission? Yeah. 10%. I so it it's like, dear Chris, you're a terrible person. Yeah. The hearts weren't going to take anything. That old woman would have clearly, she adored Chris Barber. Mm-hmm. Bad idea, Ida. Um, she would have given him something on top of the commission because she knows she can't spend 71 million fucking dollars. Yeah. Cause she's 71 million years her old. Lifetime. <laughs> yeah. She's so old. So he blew it. I mean, really, in terms of villains, just sort of really just having a golden opportunity, no pun intended, like Mm. Chris Barber is the only villain that just really had a way out. He completely had a way out. He didn't have to do it. I mean, if he could continue to hide hide the murder element, then... Mm-hmm. This the was all- didn't see him. They didn't know that he was Ronnie's boo. They didn't know any of that shit. No. Yeah. The plot of this, at least the villain plot of this, felt really Columbo-y to me for for exactly that <laughs> reason, where it was like, you didn't have to do all this. You could have right. if you would have just gone legit, you would have made out so well. Oh yeah. Instead, yes, you the city up of Los Angeles people. does have those blueprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kind of weird. Not the smartest move by a heart-to-heart villain. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it just really points out that perhaps Chris is one of the more evil villains this season because that is some cold shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, basically, they're the entire time they're outlining, he outlines himself the way that he can get out of it. That's just like, oh, if you, uh, I'll be, I'd be happy to broker that the sale of these bearer bonds. And everybody's like, great. Cool. Yeah. Right? I trust you. And he just still is like, nope, I need, I need it all. Yeah. And I'm willing to lock you in here. Um, <laughs> because I feel like you're going to suffocate, but the joke's on me. I love it's that like, they, it takes them, man. it takes them 10 seconds to figure out how to get out of that vault, which is, so yeah. funny they get they get to his office pretty much at the same time he does because it's like 10 seconds to figure out the escape through the well That's because he spent a bunch of time in his car knowing nobody was going to come chasing after him right away or he went, so we thought he went to in and out he like is just sitting in his car like just freaking out and being excited mm-hmm. and also clearly not caring that ronnie was obviously dead yeah yeah, so sad. So that's something that Chris has in common with the hearts. He has a very short grief cycle. True. Mm-hmm. Accelerated grief cycle. Accelerated grief. So does anyone else buy that the that antique clock had never moved from that position behind the bar <laughs> for like 50 the entire years. time that they lived in that house? I buy it. <sighs> it didn't. I don't know. I didn't look at it long enough to be like, does that look like a built-in? Mm. But it why doesn't. would the clock be built in? Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, it just, it just looks ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since Max knew that it moved, he asked, "Like, is this in, is this dead center?" <laughs> <laughs> well, but like base is covered though. Jonathan's like the clock was here when we moved into the house. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it came with the house. Yeah, maybe Jennifer mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, but don't, I don't know, man. Like, you got to dust. 
like someone's dusting. Yeah. Why didn't uh, what's his face steal it in Max and Love? Why did they? Why didn't they steal the clock? Oh, good. They question. emptied out that yeah. house. Fire house. Yeah. Maybe so they, that would have thought been... it was a built-in too. <laughs> what if we go back and watch Hearts? Maybe uh, they're Max just and like Love and we don't want that ugly clock. <laughs> yeah. That's if okay. that clock is the only thing left, we're like, oh no, it's one of those built-in clocks. Uh-huh. Uh, Scooby Dooby Doo. Uh, that's one of my notes. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't really I have many don't... notes. I think I've addressed all of them already. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. Why did we have to watch every, all three people get lifted moment. out of that well? I was just going to ask. <laughs> every single moment because it's them climbing funny. Out of that well. What what was funny was that after Jonathan comes up, he still makes Max old ass Max. Do all of the lifting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cranking up old Ida. <laughs> Ida. Well, Ida probably weighed 18 pounds or something. Ida was also so, like, not shook after she got out of that thing. She was like, I'm cool, baby. Like, hey, Max, take me home. I got to get my medicine. Yeah. Like, she was, there was nothing wrong with right. her. Right, Ida. Ida's seen it all. She just doesn't care. They were only in there for she half a second. She needed to go home and stab uh, Chris Barber in effigy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was happy to see a car chase on the LA River, which is always that was cool. You know, always, always delightful. I, even yeah, as cliche I mean, not and as stupid, as lightning, no. but still good. Yeah. Uh, I did love when Jonathan. Look at me. There has to be something more than what they see. Um, when when. <laughs> Chris gets out of his car and tries to climb that fence and Jonathan jumps up and grabs him. They do the Mm -hmm. most like from here to eternity, romantic roll embrace down that hill. Very rehearsed (laughs) looking. It it takes so long for them to get down there. Jonathan's jump up there was this weird double footed butterfly (laughs) arm, weird ass jump. I don't know what it looked like. He was trying to make it look more significant than it was. I just have a feeling that it was like a very, it was, I mean, these were obviously stuntmen. So I'm thinking this is like, this is how we can safely do this. Like every step of this has to be choreographed and done in a way that won't injure anybody. Yeah. And that happens to look weird. (laughs) I just would hit, I would run that guy over. Jonathan stopped. The fact that he didn't run him over kind of cracked me up because I was like, well, you already shot his boyfriend. You might as well run over there. Yeah. He's yeah, I mean, who cares? <laughs> How hilarious would it have been if he ran him over, like <laughs> runs him over, and then just gets out of the car? It's like, well, I flattened him. Like <laughs> he's under yeah. the car. All good. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Kind of a, a super cool, um, action-packed, glamorous thing to shoot in the L.A. River. Period. But especially like within a year after Greece, the movie comes out because that really put the L.A. River on the map. I think. Mm. Basically, yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen the LA, I've seen uh, car races in the LA River in in like other Fast movies the in the in the seventies, maybe sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Greece was the one, like very mm-hmm. much the one, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's why they were like, oh, let's do let's do an LA River car chase. This- sure, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. This uh, did this episode <laughs> feel like a season finale to you guys? Kind of, in a way, in the fantastical way it had. I know that wasn't necessarily a thing for shows other than like Dallas or whatever, but. (laughs) Well, you know, like without without, uh, season-long arcs, a season finale is just kind of the last episode of a show. Right. There was something so comfortable about everyone's, I don't know, this episode, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. (laughs) And I was like, 
this was something I really liked. Uh, at the end of the episode, when Jennifer and Ida are pouring over travel brochures, oh, yeah. which is so stupid. Oh. But they were just like having this totally seemingly non-scripted conversation, uh, just improvised thing of, of like, well, uh, this tour, everything seems to be included. Oh, is that by limousine or by bus? I think it's by bus. But, you know, there's uh, you can do any package if this, <laughs> you know, just it's like mundane bullshit. It's like the well scene. Sure. All over but I, I loved when Max comes out, pours, uh, pours the vuv, and Jonathan <laughs> says, uh, Max, come join us. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And I was like, ugh. That's so cute. I love this. I love that. I love that. I love that. And then I actually love Jennifer's um, weird Southern accent ruse over the phone because mm-hmm. she doesn't want people to come and photograph their house, which I would have just been like, no, you cannot photograph our house. <laughs> uh, I think also if I was Jennifer at that moment, I think I would have been said something along the lines of, I'm so sorry about your photographer that I heard got murdered sort of, it was a different magazine. Different magazine. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, okay. That makes me feel better about that. that. I felt bad for John Dangler. Like, John Dangler did not deserve to be That's murdered. That's so insane. That's another no. idiotic, you don't murder extraneous people. I mean, you bake him sick, you knock him out or whatever. You don't murder you just, yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, you tie him up. That's You weird. have to kill him. You have to kill him in order to get into the house. If you're coming know. away with millions of dollars, all you have to do, like I'm this, okay, yeah, replot corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's a rewrite. In defense of uh, criminals everywhere, all you have to do is restrain this person long enough yeah. to get your money and dis a fucking peer. It's 1981. You don't even. You can walk to an airport and just buy a ticket with cash. Mm-hmm. This is not. <laughs> As we learned in Operation Murder, every time you murder somebody, your scope of having to cover things up and, you know, this whole, it, it opens up so many complexities in your plan. Yeah. You can't just suddenly you have people. Suddenly you have police really looking for you as opposed yeah, to just like exactly. eh, some kind of weird possible sp- criminal enterprise spree. going on. I disagree completely. <laughs> and they no connection when they knew found out about John Dangler until later in the episode, that guy was just like a fucking hit and run by to me. The fact that they had already fucked up breaking into the hearts house, they were fucking up left and right. The hearts then like found out about the secret room. You know, like there's just too many things going wrong. You have to control the situation and the way that you control that photographer that knows about you going to the hearts and can identify you is you fucking kill him because you do not care because you're the kind of sociopath, uh, greedy motherfucker that even when everybody's like, you'll get like 12 to $15 million out of this deal. You're like, not good enough. I would rather kill all three of you by. So I feel like I don't, I don't have any issue with that. Um, they are not master criminals, so no. I do not have any expectation that they do it right. Also, um, I, I do agree that the final scene is one of the better final scenes in an episode because it's not super, it doesn't feel super scripted, like you're saying, Eric, and it's not, it's just kind of normal. Like they're yeah. just on the back patio chilling out with the now rich Ida Cox. Um, I hope she <laughs> retires. But my favorite Jonathan, Jennifer, and Max moment, although it's partly weird because they're like, Max, get us a light when they discover the (laughs) passageway. And instead of grabbing a flashlight, he brings them a candelabra, but that's very Scooby. So that's great. Of course, I love it because it's like, ooh, creepy. I hope there's a mummy. Yeah. (laughs) 
I hope there's another mummy. Murder rap. But, so I wish there was a, a skeleton hand holding the key. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're totally like, eh? uh, everything free. Um, but what I like is that when they're going down there, you hear Jennifer just say off screen, Max, hold my hand. And so all three of them are holding hands as they descend the staircase. Aww, that's sweet. Into the creepy space. I love that. The hearts and Max and Freeway were all on point this episode. Like oh. all of their interactions I thought were very oh, good. Oh, okay. True. Yeah. Family. Because Max was playing Family. playing fetch with Freeway in the yard Family. when they were all getting uh they were all getting <laughs> held hostage. Yes. Max was in the yard playing fetch with Freeway. Yeah, but he still ca- he, yeah. he saves it's them. It's a normal thing to do. I, yeah. I just like think Max should maybe be watching what's going on in this very touchy, very extremely He wasn't sensitive. even home when they went down there. Oh, he wasn't? No. Oh. They're like, Max will be home in a little while. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense, but I don't know. I think Max should have been made aware of that situation. <laughs> He's not their keeper. Just remember that the heart, the heart, the fact of the fact that they don't know that guy's coming and they don't know that he's going to pull a gun on them and lock them in. Well, the yeah, they never, they're never. Stop suspicious. erasing psychics. <laughs> they're never they, suspicious of of their well being. They, they didn't think that the the whole thing was over when they killed uh, the photographer poser. Did they? Or they did couldn't they? have. No. I, well, I guess actually they could have. They could have thought it was a, a one-man operation because they uh, knew there yeah. was there was still a partner out there, but they didn't ever make the connection until he pulls the gun on them that it was, that it was the broker. Chris. Right. Okay. That it because was the that other Ronnie gay guy. guy. There's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to trace him back to mm. Chris Barber. Okay. Those, I mean, those sense. two clearly met at a bar, right? <laughs> That's just a very, you have $71 million worth of municipal bonds in your hand. That's a very touchy situation, you know, like I would want some security in that situation. I don't think I would just haphazardly go into that vault the way they did. It's in their house, though. It's in their own house. That's true. With the inflation calculator, I I forget, I didn't set the, the, uh, the date of inflation to 1981. So I just redid that math and the mm-hmm. bonds, assuming that there were as many as we think would have been worth mm-hmm. $24,750,000. Oh, okay. Which is still in 1981. Still a lot of money. Yeah. Like enough to, it's like an okay enough to money. change your entire being. <laughs> right. Ida's whole life. Yeah, Ida could technically live another hundred years. I honestly wouldn't even want Ida in that vault with me, might. though. I wouldn't have not. I would have not invited Ida into that situation if I were the Hearts. I remember they made a point of uh, mm-hmm. what was his name, Mister 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 Janice. Mister Janice. Mister Janice made a point to say, like, we've kept Ida around, like she's she's the best, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they make a point to to say, like, oh, Ida, she has worked here forever. She's, mm-hmm. she's the heart and soul of this company, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. So of course mm-hmm. that's like, Oh, the hearts are going to be nice to this woman who works for a living. Right. And they don't need the money. They Surely don't. She's paid for her time. Of course she's paid for her time. She has pearls. So why does she need, what do you mean? Why does she need money? Why, why are they giving her all these bonds? I don't, I don't get it. So that she can retire. Yeah. But give her one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah take into account Fuck. her age <laughs> <laughs> i like ida she's fine i just don't think that she should get all of these bonds like what did she do that was so I can, great i, I but, don't know but I so, like like, so the equivalent is like if you went to the the bodega and bought a lottery ticket and won like 
200 million dollars or something would you go in and give the clerks any money or would you just be like um, oh 100 percent. i don't know that would definitely but not, not be, ida it wouldn't be my first thought oh i'd give ida the money i, w- I don't know all that I, w- I wouldn't have given her all of the money but i would g- i would definitely like i would do the math of like what what does ida need to never have to work again and be able to do anything she could want for the yeah. rest of her short but, life yeah but like the hearts don't need any money at all Right. They yeah. have more money than they know what to do with. So when you think of yourself in that same situation, would you still only give Ida a small amount if you were just completely fine? More money than you can deal with already. And Ida has like this job where she works all day with a bunch of sociopaths. I think I would know somebody. And she's worked her whole life since she was a fucking teenager. Right. I would know. I know Rose, who runs the newspaper stand, Mm -hmm. much more than I know Ida, who's in a very similar (laughs) situation. I know um, Max's ex, who was in some financial trouble. What's her name? Uh, what was her name? Po- Maxine? Uh, what was Max's ex-wife's name? Po- Ellen, you always remember. Something Polka. <laughs> oh my God, why don't I remember her name? I'm looking, um, it, I'm looking it up. I just think oh, they just met Ida like an hours before this, ha- or like maybe a day before this happened. It's just weird. I mean, I guess give her enough to like have a house and retire comfortably. Don't give her 24 million. I can't believe we didn't remember Pearl Danko. Pearl Danko. <laughs> Danko. I, so I'm I'm kind of with Joe on this where I, I understand why the hearts were like, give it all to yeah. Ida because she is the last uh, genuine connection to the architect and this the whole thing. It's really sweet. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's just me being pragmatic but i'm like i would do the math and say like this is this is like more this is more than she would ever need for the rest of her life and and then some Mm -hmm. and then the rest of that like don't what can we fix yeah what can we what can we do with this this is bonanza like what can we do that would actually help everybody like help more than just this one old bitch who might be a nazi yeah like we don't know Maybe they don't know anything about her. She might, she might have been an abusive okay, partner. So she might have been Miss Piggy level abusive. <laughs> Just to revisit in this thought, in this thought exercise, you guys have gone from no, we're not giving that bitch anything to which Joe has added, we don't know that bitch for shit, blah, blah, blah. Like there's old bitches we know better than that, even. And would I give them that money? Yeah. Um, and now you're adding this idea. <laughs> She's of, a Nazi. Of philanthropy, suddenly that was my oh, my, so my original my, idea sorry. was was give her give her a little bit of money because she's she's connected and then philanthropy. She is a Nazi too. You can tell by her personality. But <laughs> my uh, my whole thing is not just still philanthropy, just not all Ida philanthropy. Give it to other <laughs> L.A. Children's Shelter. You know the homelessness situation in Los Angeles. All a bunch mm-hmm. of other things spread it around a little bit you know because who knows what Ida's going to do it's probably just going to go to her grand her kids or grandkids they're going to be shitty assholes and then <laughs> like they're going to be trust fundy shitheads where's that money going to end up this way i'm in control of it it ends up in a lot of different areas that will do a lot more good than just Ida. <laughs> so it's about control yes over Ida. <laughs> um I, th- I think what was interesting to me before this last minute phil- philanthropy thing came up <laughs> um, that Joe, I feel like your stance on people that have more money than they know what to do with is that you think they should uh, be murdered in their beds. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> I was shocked 
that you would not immediately acknowledge that if you have more money than you can spend or give away in your lifetime, that that is not just unfair, but a waste. Oh, yeah, it totally is. It is a waste. But that's what I'm saying about Ida, because like what she... Who knows what she's going to do with it? Fund well, the Nazi she's gonna, party? She's going to travel. <laughs> I guess I just, I don't have a problem giving it to Ida. She's clearly like, just needs a break. Yeah, well, no, well, she definitely she, needs a break. She's, it was time to retire. And I would at least want to know, wouldn't you want to know? Okay, right now, if I don't, <laughs> if this was our situation, would you want to know at least, very least, if Ida voted for Trump or not in the last election? <laughs> Ida's dead. She didn't get to vote. No, but in that if election. that was our situation now. <laughs> If we knew this lady and we found a bunch of money, would you not at least want to know whether she voted for Trump? Did no, she vote because for she Carter? didn't apply for a grant from me. I'm just giving her money that I don't need that I totally literally found like under a clock. Yeah, that's my house. I can't just. So for me, it's like, I just like, I don't, I don't feel like for this <laughs> particular situation, I do not need that control, nor do I want that responsibility. I don't either. To me, to- it's like, it's like we are rich. We found this money basically like as if it was in the cushions of our couch. Okay. This lady doesn't have anything. But um, say you give the we money. We wouldn't even know about it. If she hadn't told us, we wouldn't have even fucking found it. Right. FYI. That's true. Um, so she deserves some of that money. Nobody has that money. Say if Ida you that. give all the money to Ida. She immediately moves to Bacopa and then just becomes <laughs> a horrible dictator I don't care because I'm never going to talk to Ida again I oh. seriously <laughs> really why I mean why why would I it's that she's would not feel a like grant recipient this is why that grant that I am pitching is unrestricted mm-hmm. because I don't want to know what you do with it and I you are not beholden to me I love Ida where she's at Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't want to corrupt Ida. I love Ida. <laughs> We're doing no, this for con- Ida. You want to control Ida. I want to keep Ida where yeah, she's it's at. All about control. Ida's it's like, like, oh, yeah. are, are you are you um, the trustee of Ida's uh, estate? Mm. That's hideous. Why would anyone want to do that? I, I wouldn't, and that's why I wouldn't give it to her. <laughs> yeah, I would keep Ida in the vault. <laughs> I love Ida at the level she's at. She's very happy. She seems really happy. We're at the level that she's Ida, at. You've got a new job. You're you're in charge of the records <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, vault. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send we food down the well. Agree to disagree. I am with the hearts on this one. I would if definitely it's not money that I need. I got to give it away, and I, would, I don't care what happens. I would give it to Rose more. That makes zero sense. <laughs> I don't think Rose would take it. That's true. Yeah, probably not. Oh, probably not. No. Or Max. No. No, because then, then they need a new manservant. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Ida. I love Ida. And I did love her as a character. She was great. Um, she's very I'm, cheery. I'm glad she got the money. I'm glad she gets to to travel the rest of her days. That's great. They also teased Africa at the end of this uh, They did. Episode. And they with a with a really interesting musical cue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the part where Joe says, if they don't open next season. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to be pissed off. No, my rating it will hinge on that. <laughs> <laughs> they will be hinged on whether they have been to Africa in the next season oh, opening. I think this is good. This this episode to me shows some some real growth. <laughs> for um, Ida? Well, not for Joe. Um, for characterizations of gay men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're still villains, but think no? but they're real uh, cute. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think it's uh, I don't know, it's tricky. It's like uh complex, but it's like if you're not going to 
actually establish them as gay. You kind of give yourself this, not to bring up JK Rowling again, (laughs) but the way she handles the gay characters in her things, it's like this very frustrating way of not having gay characters, but you sort of do, but you don't, but you sort of do. JK Rowling is different because she's like, Oh, by the way, that character is gay. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing. Even though I I said zero things about it. Yeah. There's actual work. This, this was way more clever than that where it was like, we're going to give you all of the information you didn't need to know to know that these two are, these two guys are gay. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think that's well done. Although like, I don't have a dog in the gay representation fight per se, but I feel like it's not relevant to the characters. And we often have male and female villains that work mm-hmm. as a team and they don't establish their relationship, mm-hmm. that's um, true. but we, we draw conclusions about it or whatever. And to me, it's like, if you're treating heteros- heteronormative pairings, that are villains one way, then why would you treat these two men any other way? To me, like you could absolutely sub in a heteronormative couple with that same dialogue and conversation and interaction. And it would be the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's a good point. But my immediate, my immediate perception of it was that they were a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it in that context, it is true. But it was, it was of no consequence. It really just serves to illustrate that one of them is a sociopath, which is also a common thing with the heteronormative uh, villainous partners in the series where one of them clearly like does not give a fuck. Yeah. So for me, I consider that growth, but again, like, it's not necessarily really, it's not my, my experience. So I defer to, to. Yeah. As, as someone with a dog in that fight, uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I, here's why, (laughs) um, I usually bristle at the gay villain stuff, particularly from the seventies and eighties. Uh, it's, it's a real, it's a real minefield for me. Um, but the way that they did this, was for gay people like that's this was stuff that most straight folks i think watching television on a saturday night aren't going to catch um they're not Mm -hmm. even going to think about it they're not even going to think about it Mm -hmm. and they gave two really slick little clues in vernacular of the time particularly the uh the i'm no interior decorator line which i was like i don't like that Mm -hmm. but then i was like oh wait this is great they're telling us that they're gay Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. Uh, and I also he slaps, love he slaps Ronnie on the ass on yeah. his way out. <laughs> and I love that. I love that Ronnie's a, a an auto mechanic. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I thought they were great. I thought it was a cool, I like having gay villains when it's like, Nope, they're just, they happen to be gay. <laughs> I feel like the interaction when he goes to see Ronnie at work also alludes to an intimacy between them. When he says, you said you didn't want to have, you were tired of, of, cleaning grease out from underneath your fingernails, right? Like yeah. to mm. me that's like there's just more to it. Mm. And well, then he slaps him on the ass. They could and they could have mm. played it I I don't think that they would have in 1981, but they could have played it more like they're a couple and they're very affectionate or they're like, you know, it could have been made very obvious that they were gay and then it would have bothered me a little bit more really because it would have been it like it would be irrelevant to the story. Yeah, cuz then it would have just been gay, gay people are villains. That and is in, this, in this scenario, it was, it was like, if you're paying attention, you'll know that these guys are together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But you have had uh, heterosexual couples, villain couples in bed together, like the auction lady from the the vat of acid episode yeah uh they she was wearing that like i don't know settled settler sort of pioneer outfit and woke up in bed with one of her hench men of hench Mm -hmm. uh so you have those you do have those a little bit i don't know it's just like it is uh it's i'm conflicted about it because it's like i do like having the representation but also it's a reminder of where things were and sort of sometimes still are in society. So I, I feel that way more about Roger Winslow. Um, yeah. Roger Winslow really rubbed me the wrong way in the gay villain, specifically the barrier gays category. Yeah. Uh, this one was too clever for me. Like it was just like, yep, nope. Good job guys. Like there was a gay person right in this one or directing or whatever. Yeah. Who was like, just drop these little lines in there and it'll be like, it'll be a little treat for yeah. the gay men watching. I'd rather have this. I would rather have this than a, another heterosexual. If it, if uh, Ronnie was a girl, I would rather have this situation. It does feel better than just another straight yeah pairing. It's, so it's, it's more flavorful. So yeah, <laughs> in a way, yeah, it's a, it's a drizzle of chili oil. I like it. I just wouldn't give all my money to it. <laughs> I won't give <laughs> all it. Of your I wouldn't give money. it all of my municipal <laughs> bonds, but I would give it some. Uh, what did you think of Jennifer's zebra striped sequin getup? Oh, I loved it. I mean, I thought the skirt was a little unflattering on the hip, but yeah, not like a big skirt. deal. I didn't like the skirt. I liked the, top the uh, strapless red jumpsuit the most, probably. Oh, I like. Or her. maybe the sporty green outfit yes. that she wears to go in the green room, and she gets locked in in the green room, the green, dressed do, as the green room. Do you think she put that on because she was like, "We're going to look for the green yep. room. I'm going to wear this green." Yep. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Jumps, that green jumpsuit. I do think that it was amazing. It was it's like cute. how she wore red. On the day before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jen- Jennifer, Jennifer totally gets down like that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of getting down, cool. it's time. Oh, okay. To for pick your pick. And I pick, obviously, Ronnie the um, in his jumpsuit, specifically. <laughs> in his, in his, uh, in his, his mechanic uniform. When, I, when you first see them, I wasn't so sure in that car um not the f- most flattering lighting and then when ronnie it's funny when they come home and ronnie has ransacked their house he goes running out the door and then looks back at jonathan so intensely and so weirdly and then rushes jonathan <laughs> and that was really weird so i had that in my head when they went into the car and i was like "Ooh, you're gross but then he got that jumpsuit on and i was converted <laughs> oh i'm next mm-hmm. um i guess uh mr dangler I guess because he's a photographer, oh. John Dangler, the real one yeah. that we never see. Like he's not bad. We do see, we him. see him for a second. Oh, we do. Yeah. He was cute too. Uh, that actor, I, uh, he's been in a bunch of shit. He's in lethal weapon. Oh, I love lethal weapon. <laughs> there we go. Dangler done. I remember seeing him. Yeah. I'm, I'm also Ronnie. Ronnie was, Ronnie was adorable, particularly when he was posing as, as John Dangler, he just looked so cute. And <laughs> oh, shucks. I forgot all my flash bulbs. Weird Marlon Perkins, like safari jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like, adorable. He's totally, he's dressed like Mutual of Omaha presents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last thing is you guys know, I don't want the hearts to have a child. I don't want children in the, anywhere near the episodes. I hate kids. Don't want it. We're you're unanimous in, in that. But sometimes this episode and maybe a couple more, I did wish that the hearts would have a child that could just get kidnapped sometimes so that 
<laughs> so that Jonathan and Jennifer could work together to in that moment to have action scenes where they're working together rather than Jennifer. You don't feel always. like Max gets kidnapped enough? Yeah. Maybe it could be Max or free. He's, well, it could be free. Max, Max has been kidnapped or held hostage so many times, even up to this point. That's true. I just want, <laughs> I want there to be more moments of them working together rather than Jennifer being damsel in distressed and then running away. You know, I want them to be together on those action sequences at the end of the episodes. I mean, I f- well, I guess, yeah, I guess she was, she was taken hostage by mm. Chris, but they were, Pretty together on every every step of the way in this episode until that ending, just, and even then, like <laughs> I don't know, I, I just I guess it's just because it's heart to heart, and I'm at this point I just know how things are going to turn out. Yeah, but like I was never <laughs> I was never really worried about any of this. <laughs> All I was thinking was like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to? How is this going to play out? And it was a car chase <laughs> on the, the LA River. LA River, yeah, and that's that's great. Like, I, it was so fun. <laughs> I also just think it would be funny if they had a little kid that you only saw if it was being kidnapped and you never, ever, they never talked about it. They never, <laughs> never showed up other than being kidnapped. <laughs> and I don't want that. Um, if you're doing a survey, I don't want that. Um, in terms of Jennifer being yet again described as a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. I don't feel that. To me, it's, we know that Jennifer can save the day. She has Many times um, when Jonathan fucks up and like jumps at somebody and gets his ass handed to him on a plate, we don't say that he fucked up. We just well, I do. Got his we ass do. To him. But, but no. you're not implying that there's something different about it's it's sexism that makes it that we don't have like a catchy term for Jonathan uh, like damsel in distress. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so for me, I have to push back on just damsel in distress because mm-hmm. I don't feel that. And I feel mm-hmm. like we've talked about that a great deal, but it's just yeah. come up again this season. And I, I have to push back on that. Oh yeah. That's what I uh, am also pushing back the, against the episode. That's how I feel. It's like, I don't want that to happen is like that situation i feel like it is kind of a sex because it's like she can handle things and then all of a sudden she just can't handle things sometimes that's like how it's written i feel like it's just like her not being able to she's just getting kidnapped like that kind of thing that's what i don't want in these episodes that's what i like that's why the kid would come into play (laughs) (laughs) you just want a pawn child a pawn yeah (laughs) that they care (laughs) that they cared very deeply for (laughs) well i mean they should just be kidnapping freeway because uh, yet again jennifer refers to freeway as her baby which i love (laughs) yeah that is cute also why do you put freeway in the upper cabinets like that that's not a that's not what you would do to in a the dog. top cabinet? <laughs> yeah. What would you do with it? Put well, it outside? You, unfortunately, you put him in the fridge or something. You would, you would get him out of the way. Although that little dog, you would also just like leave alone. You wouldn't do anything yeah. to Freeway. It's not like Freeway is fucking up your well, plans. Well, I mean, free, somebody's put Freeway in the, in the bottom cabinets also. Mm-hmm. And Freeway has put himself in the bottom cabinets. This is true. So... <laughs> I mean, if you put him in the top cabinet, he's less likely to jump out and chase after you or jump out and bark or whatever. I would just put him in a different room, probably. Put him in the bathroom. Just tie him to Max. Yeah. <laughs> just put him on Max's just duct lap. tape him to Max's leg. <laughs> duct tape Max's arms around him. <laughs> in a loving embrace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, any other details to bring up before ratings? I don't think so. My notes just say... More hot dogs. (laughs) 
more. Oh, that was another. That was another cute moment that I liked when when uh, he said, "You you guys want onions?" and they looked at each other and said, "Why not?" Yeah, it was cute. In unison, yeah, yeah, that was good. I thought that whole scene was good. Like that was really good expo with Mr. Janice. Like I thought that that actually was a perfect way to set it. Set I liked it, it because Jonathan and Jennifer were actually eating the hot dogs. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do ratings. Zero to five hearts. Joe. Okay. I did love this episode, and I'm going with a five. What? But if they if don't talk about in Africa. Africa in the next episode, if they haven't been to Africa or don't talk about being in Africa, it's a 4.5. So I'm assuming it's a 4.5. <laughs> the amount mm. that they talk about Africa at random, mm-hmm. you you may very well get your wish. <laughs> I hope so. If they come back in the room and they're like, we had just been to Africa, I hope. So if the show comes into our present time and changes the entire way that people wrote and uh yes scripted shows then you're gonna <laughs> yeah keep it at a five i'll keep it at a five <laughs> okay yeah and they'd have okay. to say we just got back from africa i hope ida's spending that money well <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what i just so doing can, with all that so money you can curse ida and her <laughs> personal freedom under your breath <laughs> i hope that they're like oh i see ida is at another um crab boys rally <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> They keep getting postcards from Ida. <laughs> yeah. Idaho. <laughs> um, she took over the state. I'm giving this one a 3.5. What detracts it from the 1.5? It's just not that interesting to me. Mm. It's like, why burn a secret room and have it not be creepy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did kind of miss some. I mean, it's, it's a perfectly fine episode, and I think it's it's written so much better than a lot of episodes that I have maybe rated a little bit higher. But for me, this one just doesn't grab me because Brokers, nah, hmm. nope. Brokers as villains works for me. Um, I'm giving it a four. Mm. Uh, I, mm. I enjoyed this, and mm-hmm. I liked the little gay subtext. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- and I love a secret room. I just love a secret room. It's, it's so pleasing to me. And I do love that they used a candelabra instead of a flashlight that, <laughs> that <laughs> Scooby doo it the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, it, was, it was so cute yeah. to me. Uh, yeah. So it's a four. So you and I both love, both love a secret room. Apparently that's it. Sell for us like secret room. Okay, <laughs> and it's not a five because it wasn't creepy. It's not a five because it was like a, a kind non-creepy of non creepy secret room. It was so actually wrong. a sweet episode. Yeah, like it was. it was very sweet and gentle. Yeah, nice. Like the even the fact that they they found Ida and gave her twenty four million dollars. <laughs> um, way too much. Way too much. But it, like it was sweet. It was it was a very Lots sweet episode. Moments. The way that they yeah. the way the hearts interacted was wonderful. The way they interacted with Max was great. Yeah. Just Jonathan inviting Max to join them at the table was that little thing made me so well, happy because I was like, that's how it really should be. And that's how it actually is, I believe, in the Hearts uh, House. And like they hold hands when they're going to see if they they have a creepy style secret room yeah. together. <laughs> um, and they all three have a drink after they kill Ronnie. And yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. They all three needed a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Uh, the only unsweet moment was when Jonathan made Max crank that well for those 20 minutes we got to watch them all climb up that rope. Uh, Max Max is getting paid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You want Max to be a damsel in distress too? Oh, I can't prank Ida up the well. <laughs> Jonathan Mr. was Hart, being a, Mr. H. a damsel in distress and not cranking, not helping him crank it. 
blue chip murder gets 12.5 yeah which is a, a solid heart attack mm-hmm. right right in the goodies and this is Great. normally well normally where i would ask ellen what we're doing next but this was the season finale oh my god all right i have nothing to say yeah, yeah. so she's about, not about she's that. not glad mm-hmm. about anything Mm-hmm. No, I'm not glad you asked. <laughs> uh, but next week we will be doing our season two recap Yay, with lots of segments. Yeah, we have a we have a special guest, and Yay, uh, we will we will be making a special cocktail. And I think if I can, I will post the ingredients before the episode, maybe, um, so that you can make it while. You listen. We'll see if that happens. Uh, or I guess we'll be doing this segment mm-hmm. probably at the top, maybe. And uh, you can just make it when, when I do that. Sure. <laughs> From, and, yeah. And I forget this is a recorded medium. to hear somebody talk that is not us. Mm. A fourth voice. A fourth voice. With this, mm. You'll see how we, how we deal with another person in this mix. Mm. <laughs> Which it's I'm very It's been a while about. since I, I drank during one of our episodes, so... Because of night horrors, mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to having a cocktail, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. It may just be one of the eight million cocktails that was mentioned during season two. <laughs> Who knows? There were a lot of cocktails this season. It was a there drinky, were. drinky episode, uh, drinky season. We did it. Two seasons. We did it. I know that's amazing. I'm so excited for wow. season three. I get so excited for a new season because I want to. <laughs> I want to see like the shifts in uh, style and uh, particularly hair. <laughs> right. Everybody comes back from summer vacation all amped. Mm-hmm. New clothes, new friends. Yeah, and this everything. since I was told by by Jenny that this is the fan favorite season. I like season three a lot. Okay. Well, thank you guys all so much for sticking with us for two seasons of this podcast and the show. And we're, we're really excited to, to push on forward for the last three seasons and eight movies. (laughs) And God knows what else comes up in the interim. Those movies. Um, We are switching to one episode a week, guys. I, I hope that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. So sorry. (laughs) It has not, it's not you. It's us. We'll keep you up to date on when the new episodes are released on our Instagram and our Twitter, both are at it was murder pod and please follow us there. And you can also write to us, submit your minute maxes for any future episodes. We love, love, love getting your minute maxes are so fun. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you thought of our ratings. Tell us what you thought of our ratings. If you disagree with them, especially I really want to hear the disagreements. Like I personally find those mm-hmm. more interesting than, than yes, you're right. Um, I, I like the, but what about this? <laughs> <laughs> tell, us if, uh, tell us if you give Ida that money. Yeah, would you give Ida the money? <laughs> what percentage of municipal we'll do a, bonds would you give Ida? I'll do a, t- a Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you give Ida the money? Maybe people will have questions for our professional bartender. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, I would also love it if they had questions for us. I think that would be cute. Anyway, you can write to us at it was murderpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us at the Apple iTunes uh, podcast app. Oh, <laughs> I hate 
that Podcast. part of this. Yeah. Uh, but it's but I feel like it's necessary to do. Yeah, review us five stars. Freeway was <clears throat> super cute, according to Joe, the freeway hater. I hate freeway. It was <laughs> disgusting, and I think he should be put down. But in this episode, he was kind of cute. I think he should be put down into a comfortable bed. <laughs> yeah, and called baby. Good night, freeway. <laughs> Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway.